Weekend Warrior every Saturday morning from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. On ESPN LA 710. Dedicated to you, the fan who works hard all week and slugs it out on the court, the field, the big box store, and the honey-do list all weekend long. And helping you cope as you come to the realization you're not 19 any longer. Here's board-certified orthopedic surgeon Dr. Robert Clapper. Good morning, Los Angeles, and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Warrior Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clark. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai for 33 years and counting. Wow, this was Thanksgiving week. I ostensibly took the week off, but I did go in on Wednesday to do an emergency surgery on someone's knee who broke his prosthesis from the bone and couldn't wait which it can't wait and it was really exciting to go in it's kind of cool to to work on a day that you're not supposed to be working for me surfing is the same way I'll look at the surf report and it'll say don't bother it's no waves it's windy it's all kinds of reasons not to show up because of the weather report and the computer but I'll go anyway And then sure enough, just like the skies open up, the sun comes out, the wind stops. Didn't tell the computer, but all the millennials who said, no, I'm not going to go today because the report is bad and I'm in the ocean by myself with perfect conditions on a day that I wasn't supposed to be there. I love when that happens. It's kind of like an extra moment on top of your life because you weren't supposed to be doing it. It was awesome. Awesome to be able to do this surgery and fix this man's knee. And hearing the voice of my father, the carpenter, in the operating room, let the saw do the work. Measure twice, cut once. All these beautiful carpentry principles that are in my head when I sculpt in marble and when I operate in in surgery. It's just fun. Great week I had. But I'm really excited For my guest this week, thanks to the great Lauren Gillian at Connor Sports, who brought this show, Isaiah Thomas, the NBA player, who brought this show, Joachim Noah as a guest, and now doing his masterworks behind the scenes, Lauren Gillian brought us Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook's life is fascinating. He won a NCAA championship playing for Mike Krzyzewski at Duke. What a journey, right? Then he comes to the NBA and wins a ring with Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. And off Salukas, he comes to the Lakers and wins a ring in the bubble with LeBron James. What is Quinn Cook up now? What is he up to now? He wrote a book for kids, a motivational book for kids called The Cookbook. It's It's not really about recipes for eating stuff, but his last name is Cook, so any book he writes is called a cookbook. Quinn Cook is a storyteller, and that's what he's going to do with his post-NBA career. So it made me think all week. Storytelling. Taking one career and blending it with another career. Who does that in sports? Who does that in my world of art and music? And certainly who does that in surgery? Well, every Saturday you hear someone who's storytelling and doing that 
in the world of medicine because you listen to the Weekend Warriors show. You know what Clapper Vision is. And we're going to do a Clapper Vision with Bryce Harper, who came all the way from the Philadelphia Phillies to be here in Los Angeles to have his elbow worked on by none other than our good friend Dr. Elitrosh here at Cedars in Curl and Job. What is Tommy John? Well, the Clapper Vision is going to be sneakers and shoelaces. And I'll explain. That was the genius idea that Dr. Job had 1974 on Tommy John. Just remember that. Sneakers and shoelaces. That's what basically the Tommy John surgery is. And I'll explain what that means. And don't forget, we got to talk about food. And I'll tell you why today's food topic is the best biscuits. They're homemade, country style in L.A. But where in the world of art and music do we see someone who's a storyteller, not only in their chosen profession, but into another profession? Only this woman is simultaneously doing it. Being able to storytell in two fields and I just want to give you a preview. This is her voice. She's in love, yeah. She's in love, you don't have to be a country music fan. You may not be. You may want to turn the radio off if you hear this kind of music. But don't. Because this is Trisha Yearwood. And she is awesome. And wait till you hear how she masterminded her life from the beginning as a storyteller in music, and as a storyteller, speaking of cookbooks, because Quinn Cook's going to be the guest, and he wrote a book, she's on the Food Channel with a cooking show. But because she's such a storyteller, I want you to listen. And I may play some her some recipes she's going to describe, but it ain't about the, the food that she's talking about. I want you to appreciate the storytelling, and, I, and I've been thinking about storytelling. There's really only three stories that you can tell. One, the story about your own life. Two, you tell a story about someone else's life. And three, you totally make up a fantasy story. Well, I want you to listen to someone in sports who is the ultimate storyteller, Kobe Bryant and won an Oscar for it in 2018. He then appears on Jimmy Kimmel's show with his Oscar. The happiest you've ever seen Kobe Bryant outside of winning a championship. But it's really he, like Trisha Yearwood, from the very beginning knows exactly what he's going to do with his life and tells the story of his own life to himself like an out-of-body experience. It's awesome. From the moment I started rolling my dad's tube socks and shooting imaginary game-winning shots in the Great Western Forum. That's the beginning of Kobe's animated, Oscar-winning short film called Dear Basketball. He goes back to the beginning his entire life is a story that he's telling himself and he's telling us. Wait till you hear when Jimmy Kimmel says, why did you pick this animator, Glenn Keane, who did Pocahontas and Aladdin, 
Kobe was a huge fan of this animator. Why'd you pick him? Kobe then says, because I wanted my story to be told by hand drawing. And this is the best part. He then says, because I wanted that texture. Oh my God. So profound as a storyteller. He, he picked the music. John Williams, busy doing Star Wars, took two weeks off to do Kobe's film and made the music. An obsessive, compulsive basketball player in his training made us all learn the, the beauty of working hard. But to tell a story, he's masterminding everything. I want you to hear more about Kobe talking about winning that Oscar for Dear Basketball. But it's a lot like Trisha Yearwood hearing her story, which you're going to hear. How do you get started in the music business? How does an orthopedic surgeon end up on the radio? you got to will yourself to happen. You have to see the story first in your head and then make it happen. That's what I did with Dave Denholm, Brian Long, Mike Thompson, A. Martinez. I willed this to happen. Otherwise, it ain't happening. Well, Chersha Yearwood wanted to sing and be a country western singer. Well, how do you do that? Guess what this young lady did? She's going to tell you she's interviewed in 2008 by Regis Philbin. May he rest in peace. And, and um, Kathy Lee. They said, how, do you, how did you even get started? She says, well, I got a secretarial job. I was answering the phone. I picked that job because it was at a record company. But I specifically picked a record company where songwriters submitted their songs that they wrote. So that hopefully Reba McIntyre or Roseanne Cash or Dolly Parton could hear the song that these songwriters wrote. But they can't sing the song. They could just write the song. So she gets a job. This woman is on. This is a dear basketball story. She gets herself a job as the secretary for the storytelling writers in music, country music. Well, guess what? They need someone to sing the song as a demo. She says, well, I can do that for you. So she sings the song that these other people wrote, hoping that the, that the singer who's hearing the demo will say, yep, that's a song I want to sing. And more importantly, the agent goes, yeah, I'll, I'll send that song to Reba McIntyre, but who the hell is that woman singing the demo? And that's how she muscled her way into a recording contract for herself. This woman is unbelievable. This is Trisha Yearwood. You got to hear this. You're my world, my heart, my soul. If you ever leave, baby, you would take away everything good in my life. Yeah, I don't care whether you just like rap or you like classical music. You got to respect the talent that that woman, Trisha Yearwood, has. But she's a storyteller in her art, her music. And when she now realizes, I also want to tell stories through food. 
he works away to the food channel. Ah, it's just amazing to have that gift. And not everybody has that gift. You got to be able to see your life. I've always felt in order to make your dreams come true in life, which is really what your life should be about. First, you got to be able to dream. It don't you can't make the dream come true unless you got a, the ability to dream. And there's nothing holding you back from dreaming big. Big. I used to drive in my car, my parents' car, with my mother and father. We lived in the poor neighborhood, Far Rockaway. My father was doing all these jobs, new kitchen, new basement, new roof for all the rich people in the five towns, the fancy neighborhoods. And we, I'd sit in the back of that car with my two parents, and my mother would say, look at this, Robbie. You believe people get to live like this? And I would say, why can't we live like this? Oh, no, no, we're not allowed to live like this. <laughs> That's for them, not for us. And I must have been, I don't know, eight years old, and I said, That's it. I'm not doing this. I'm going to try to figure out how to be able to live in this neighborhood. Why do we have to live in that neighborhood? In order to make your dreams come true, you got to first have a dream. And that is really what's behind the gift of storytelling. So in the world of sports, nobody is a better storyteller than Kobe Bryant. He's doing the story while he's playing basketball for the Lakers because he started the story when he was rolling his dad's tube stocks pretending he was at the Great Western Forum. He's been telling that story as an out-of-body experience his whole life. Quinn Cook is going to really teach us at 8.15 when he comes on what it's like to have been a storyteller while he's been playing basketball at Duke and in the NBA. But the same thing is true in the world of art when you listen to Trisha Yearwood's story. And we'll get into it. We'll do some clap revision. We'll do some food. I'll take your calls. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. Check this out. Weekend Warrior is on the air. From the epicenter of sports in the Southland. ESPN LA 710. With Dr. Robert Clapper, board-certified orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai Health Associates. I listen to you on the radio. You oh, that or not? That, Absolutely, yeah. Thank you. Have you learned anything from Clapper Vision? Well, you know, when you talk about uh, art, you talk about music, you, you run the gamut. I, I listen, man. You'd be surprised who's listening, man. Marcus, I appreciate <laughs> She's in love with the boy. I'm in love with Rebecca for playing that Marcus Allen L.A. Raider soundbite. The day that... Carlos Saisu from this station put a microphone in my hand. Go interview all these athletes and they didn't want to talk to anybody. Especially Marcus Allen. He didn't want to talk to any of the journalists. I stuck that microphone out. Marcus, I'm Dr. Clapper. From the Weekend Warrior Show, he says. You'd be surprised who's listening, Dr. Clapper. Oh my God, does that make my day. But it also makes my day knowing that Kobe Bryant the reason. He's the reason I'm on the radio. Okay? 
all of us, our love affair with what he taught us. And him do promo for this show for all these 12 years has meant so much to me. So here we go again. Another topic, maybe 550 shows we've done, I've done with you. I'm going to keep talking about Kobe Bryant because of how special he is. So what's today's topic? Quinn Cook is coming on, and Quinn Cook can tell us some Kobe Bryant stories. He spent a lot of time with Kobe. But it's about storytelling. That's what Quinn Cook is doing now with his NBA life, and he's done it all along. And what a story to tell. And we'll get into the Trisha Yearwood story, which is amazing as a storyteller. But Kobe Bryant realized that he wants to share his dream came true to be in the NBA. But it started rolling up his father's tube socks and imagining he's shooting in the great Western Forum and makes an animated short film called Dear Basketball and wins an Oscar. He doesn't just make a movie. Because he's Kobe. And whatever he does, he's going to be the best at it. This is him with a true friend of his, Jimmy Kimmel, who brought out the best in Kobe for all of us to see that other side of him. Listen to Kobe on Jimmy Kimmel talking about the movie. Hasn't won an Oscar yet when this interview occurs, but listen. From the moment I started rolling my dad's tube socks, and shooting imaginary game-winning shots in the Great Western Forum. I knew one thing was real. I fell in love with you. That is Kobe Bryant's year basketball. It is on Horizon Go 90. Now, this is, first of all, the artwork is, is phenomenal. Who did the artwork in this? Glenn, Glenn Keane. Glenn Keane. Jimmy Kimmel says, Glenn Keane, how'd you pick him? Why'd you pick him? Listen to the word texture. Be on the lookout with your ears when you hear Kobe use the word texture. Glenn, Glenn Keane's King. one of the greatest animators of all time. I mean, he's done from, from Aladdin to Pocahontas to Little Mermaid to Lion King. I mean, this guy's... How did you hook up with Glenn in the first place? Um, well, when I had the idea of turning this into an animated short... Um, I called him. I was a big fan of his, so I just cold called him. Really? And, yeah. Pitched he just him on noticed the that his you liked his work from the movies he'd done. Exactly. I mean, and I, I knew I wanted it to be hand drawn. Uh huh. Right? I wanted it to be to have that texture, that hand feel quality. There's no substitute for that, and he just it really it does look hand drawn. You can no, see he, that it is. He, he's an absolute genius. Yeah, you could take the computers and shove them. They're great. They make our world easier. Makes it more complicated and crazier. No doubt about that. But there's nothing like taking a hammer and a chisel and beating on the stone when I carve in marble. There's nothing like using my hands with a scalpel, with a drill, with a saw, with an osteotome, which is a chisel I use in surgery when I do ACL surgery and knee replacements and take away bone spurs in your hip surgery. There's nothing like hand-drawn because of that texture. You feel it. You feel what you're working on. And you can see it if you're making an animated film. And the soundtrack is was done by John, John Williams, Williams. Yeah. who is you know is done is the most really yeah. famous composer in <laughs> movies. And and 
How did you get John Williams? I've known known John since about 2008. Oh, you have? I have. So we've had a relationship um, for a while. And, you know, I called him about the project and he was just talking about how, you know, he's busy doing Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah. (laughs) That thing. He carved a little uh, time out of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. You know, I, I could take like two weeks to do. I'm like, yeah, that's cool, man. No problem. So Jimmy Kimmel will ask him. You want to do acting? You want to do other creative things? No, 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 no. I'm a storyteller. I want to write the stories. Trisha Yearwood, Quinn Cook, Dr. Clapper. I want to tell a story. I'm on radio. You don't need to see my face. I got a face for radio. But I want to tell you stories. And you wrote this movie. It's about your love of, is it about your love of the sport of basketball or of basketballs themselves? Yeah. Uh, I, I think a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Yeah, because yeah. one goes hand in hand with the other. Um, so I used to sleep with my basketball, actually. I used to lay down in bed and like, because <laughs> you get a new, I, know I sound like a total geek. But, you know, if, if you, you first get a ball. Yeah. And it smells brand new. Yeah. Right. And it's that moment. Like I used to lay in bed and just kind of like. Just sleep with your basketball. Yeah, I, yeah. I can understand that. That makes sense. You see, people. It are doesn't really... make sense, but I, I appreciate. It. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you get to really, you feel it, and you yeah. understand. And yeah. do you play ever anymore? Uh, I shoot around with my daughter quite a bit. That, you know, that's in terms of me, of like actually playing. No. Do you coach your daughter, your daughter's teams? I yeah. Do. I coach your team. Yeah. How, what kind of coach are you on uh, when coaching kids? I'm yelling at them all the time. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very patient and calm. I, mean, I take a lot after Phil. Have any of your ex teammates seen I'm not, you? I'm not bringing the sages to the kids. <laughs> I'm not doing, I'm not Have any of your ex teammates seen you coach your daughters? No, they haven't. They haven't. I bet no. you they would get a good laugh out of watching. Probably. Would. I, I send uh, I send Phil a couple videos actually of the Yo, kids running the triangle mm-hmm. offense. Oh, real? The kids send, run the triangle. They offense? do. They run the triangle offense. I, I send it to Phil, and Phil was like, "Oh my God, they're running it." <laughs> I don't know about you, but I cannot hear Kobe voice enough. Certainly on this show. You want to hear his voice, you tune into this show because you're going to hear it every Saturday that I'm on. (laughs) I mean, I'm still tripping about it. I I would think so. You probably thought you were done winning awards, right? Yeah, I mean, I hadn't won a championship in a really, really long time. So uh, here we are. Yeah, this is unbelievable. I mean, it really is unbelievable. You know you now have more Oscars than Shaq and Michael Jordan combined. Yeah. Hey, you know. This is, uh, Space Jam and Kazam were both awesome, though. No, in their own ways, yes. In their own ways. Because they're acting. They're not writing the story. Kobe Bryant wrote the story that won the Oscar. But no, this is just a fantastic, fantastic. I don't think I've all. ever seen you this happy. I, no, I have this, to say, this is not supposed to happen. Like, I'm supposed <laughs> to play basketball, and you know, and uh, is this not where it ends? Something that wins an Oscar? Will you be going for a Grammy? I mean, are you going to record? An- <laughs> What's next? I know my limitations. You know what I mean? Like singing is not. I don't even sound good in the shower. Okay, so all right. I'll, I'll let that be. So when you're at the Oscars, you're sitting there, and I'm wondering about you. And I was thinking about you for a lot of the night because. I'm wondering, like, how it compares to playing basketball. Like, are you nervous-wise? How does it compare, like, sitting there waiting to hear your name or maybe not hearing your name yeah. and having being the guy who's taking the last shot? It compares because he's storytelling throughout. From being a child rolling the tube socks of his dad 
to ultimately making the dream come true and getting picked by the Lakers right out of high school. But the whole time he's telling stories in his head so that when basketball is over, he then can have an animated short made describing the whole journey. I thought it was actually going to be easier Mm -hmm. because you're not in control. There's no direct competition going on, right, where you're, you're... affecting the outcome. It's completely out of your control. It's out of my control. It's going to be easy. It's cool. And then once it gets closer and closer, you start feeling butterflies in your stomach. You're like, why the hell am I feeling this? (laughs) And I realized it's actually worse because I'm not in control (laughs) of the outcome. You're just sitting there and then we know our award is coming up next and then they go to commercial. Me and my wife are like, oh, you got to be kidding. (laughs) You know, this is a fascinating industry to be a part of. Um, But I think, you know, for us going forward, it's, it's, you know, how do we, how do I carry this night uh, beyond this night? That's always how you think, isn't it? it? But it, it yeah. has to be, right? Because now there's a, there's a greater sense of responsibility of, mm. you know, how do I create, uh, how do I provide more opportunities for even more uh, diverse and new voices to be heard in this industry? I see. And uh, like in the animation business, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a serious lack of diversity. There. Is it? Is that true? Oh, it's a serious lack of, I mean, I, when I won the award the other night, I, mean, I was the first African-American to ever win that award in that category. He's always thinking about inspiring others with his story. That's what Kobe was really all about. To the point that when he wins the Oscar, the only thing the other actors wanted to talk about was being near Kobe. Writing the story is behind the scenes, but actually there's nothing more important in the movie business, the radio business, the TV business, or the music business. The person on the front that you see is one thing, but it's the story behind it that really is where the power comes from. So you want to do more of this kind of stuff? Oh, absolutely. Is acting something you want to no. do? No. It is not? No, no. I, I, just, I don't have the patience to do that. Like I'd much rather write and put the story together. Almost every actor I spoke to, and a lot of them came through here after various Oscar events, there's a luncheon beforehand, they were by far most excited about the fact that you were there. The other <laughs> actors are like, ah, great, whatever, but co- like, for instance, uh, Timothy Chalamet was, was actually like kind of <laughs> shocked that you would even take a moment to get in the background of his photograph. And this is Francis McDormand, who is, I don't know who's more excited to meet who there, but there seems to be a lot of mutual admiration. Yeah, he got to see all of his heroes. They're actors, though, like other basketball players to him. But it's his story that he got to tell. And coming up next, I want you to appreciate a storyteller in the world of music like none other. She did it in country music, but she also is now doing it, teaching you recipes from her family because it all comes from the beginning. She's writing the story of her life from the beginning. She does it with music. She does it with food. You're going to hear the unbelievable story of how she got started from the great Trisha Yearwood, one of my favorites. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors show here on 710 ESPN. Check this out. Weekend Warrior is on the air. From the epicenter of sports in the Southland. ESPN LA 710. 
with Dr. Robert Clapper, board-certified orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai Health Associates. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. The best entertainer. Forget going to the movies. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. So the Clapper was looking at the flapper. Can you imagine how cool that was? Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. That's the great Trisha Yearwood. Good job, Rebecca. Which I really learned today that Rebecca actually loves Trisha Yearwood as well, which is awesome. But you can have that talent. Still ain't going to get you anywhere. When I interviewed Gary Vitti, the legendary Laker trainer, through Showtime, through Shaq and Kobe, decades, 30-plus years as the trainer, Gary, what have you learned being the trainer for three decades plus in the National Basketball Association, for the Lakers specifically? What have you learned? Was there one thing? Yes, Dr. Clapper, Gary Vitti said. I learned one thing. That talent is overrated. I see more guys who can jump right through the roof of the gym They are so athletic, so talented, they don't go anywhere. What you need in professional sports, in life, is drive, is focus, the determination. The dream is one thing, but you got to make the dream come true. And all those doors are going to slam in your face. Are you going to just let it slam in, in your face? Or are you going to go see, hey, maybe there's a side door to go in? You got to be a dog with a bone. You got to not stop. So when you hear Trisha Yearwood sing, oh my God, how does it happen? You're talented, but how does it happen? Well, in 2008, she her career is first getting started. Her first record is out. And she gets interviewed by Regis and Kathy Lee. This is a big deal. And it's here that she reveals how the story of her life in her head was going to happen. She was going to make it happen. As a singer, she's a storyteller. And later you're going to hear her on her cooking show telling stories through food. The great Trisha Yearwood with Regis and Kathy Lee. Listen to this. It's interesting to read about you that you really prepared for this career. You've got a degree in music, the music business. Yeah, um, I, I don't know how prepared I was trying to be. I was just trying to get my education for one and uh, try to learn as much about the business as possible because it, there's so much more to it than just going out and singing a song. That's right. You know, you're all involved in every aspect now. Yeah. That would be very interesting to find out just how many singers have a degree in, in music. I would say it's probably will start to become more and more because uh, when, I, when I went to college at, at Belmont in Nashville, it was one of maybe two colleges in the whole country that even offered that degree. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a new thing mm-hmm. that hasn't even been around for very long. Mm. Did you th- do you think you learned a lot from it? Oh, yeah. Or I mean, would I, you learn just as much working in a little, you know, 
little club somewhere. Well, I think that I learned a lot about every aspect of the business, not, not enough to be able to talk about every subject, but at least enough to be able to ask the right questions, uh -huh. hopefully. The performing is something you, you can't learn unless you do it. Oh, right. You just kind of have to do You've it. You've been on the road since, what, last January? Uh, about, yeah. About and you're going to be taking December off, and I thought, good, she's going to get a rest, but you're not going to get a rest. You're going to do a movie. Yeah, I was coming here to ask you for some pointers since you're a big movie star now. <laughs> I'm Always playing myself in this movie, oh, so I figured you would probably be the best person to Absolutely. ask about how to play yourself. Relax. Uh... Uh, psych yourself up, uh, get inside yourself. That's what I always Just do. Just like you do for a song. You're an actress every time you sing a song, don't you? Yeah, don't you think? yeah I think so. I, I think, you know, if I can't play myself, then there's big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> then perhaps an acting career is not yeah, your Maybe, yeah. This will be a definite clue. She's so self-deprecating, but she, this is the beginning of her career before it really just skyrockets into this beautiful country legend you know let me take you back to college for for a minute okay i mean you got the degree you graduated like everybody else and then what was the break that got you here mm. uh well a lot of things it was not one big thing i, I was kind of um, logical about it. I didn't expect to walk into Nashville and say, oh, here she is. Let's give her her record. Contract. She's got a degree. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Where's your degree? We'd love to sign you, but where's your diploma? Right. They didn't do that, you know, so I kind of approached it from a business side. I got a job. I was answering telephones at a record label and kind of learned how a record label worked. And now listen to this. What do you mean you want to learn how the records work? Oh, I just love this interview. Um, but I knew I wanted to be singing, and mm -hmm. so I started uh, calling songwriter friends that I had and started doing demos, which are um, kind of, it's like recording a record, only that only not quite at that level. It's so other singers can hear it. Yeah. For publishers and songwriters, yeah, uh, yeah if, if uh, Reba McIntyre's looking for a song, I might be the one that sang the demo. And well, I bet so, so, Yeah, and so I got heard a lot by artists and producers, and they finally started saying, who's this girl singing? Oh, terrific. That's a great and way to you do did, it. She did it with Garth Brooks. That you, he was an unknown at the time, too, right? Right. He had just uh, just finished his first album, but had not even had a single out when we met at a session doing demos. A lot of, lot of people get started that way. A lot of my friends who did that are now have record labels. There you go. Remember I had you listen to Kobe talk about texture. It was so interesting to hear him say that's why he picked that animator because he wanted hand-drawn Glenn Keane who did Pocahontas and Aladdin. Well, he's going to do my story, Dear Basketball, because I wanted that texture, the attention to detail by the storyteller Kobe Bryant. Well, I'm going to now, it isn't about the recipe but I want you now to listen differently. Remember, the eyes don't see what the mind doesn't know. Well, the ears don't hear what the mind doesn't know. I now need your educated ears, now that I've educated you, to listen to Trisha Yearwood on her cooking show inviting Kelly Clarkson, another country singer, because she's such an amazing storyteller with an attention to detail the, the recipe is secondary. Food tastes good, right? My grandmother used to say, you put in good, comes out good, right? That's how you have a good meal. Believe me, you put chocolate and strawberries and cinnamon and sugar and tomatoes and melted cheese, whatever the hell you're making is going to taste good. Just don't put liver and onions in it and it won't taste good. I can't even handle the smell. It makes me nauseous. But you need to pump up your iron. You've lost blood. You should have some liver. That's what I tell patients. Hold your nose and eat it. 
Forget about all the iron tablets. Have liver and onions. But that's a whole nother story. But the attention to detail, that's what I want you to hear right now. So here's another young country singer. Patricia Yearwood knows her life. And because she's a storyteller and understands the attention to detail, like Kobe Bryant wanting texture from Glenn Keane, listen to Trisha Yearwood talk about telling the story of someone else's life. And she's supposed to be a chef. Well, I do this because it looks pretty. Because she cares what it looks like. She cares what the song sounds like. She is like Kobe in attention to detail. Hey, I'm Trisha Yearwood. Most of you know me as a singer, but what you might not know is that among my family and friends, I'm equally known for my cooking. Being the good Southern girl that I am, I'm cooking some amazing recipes that have been passed down for generations. So pull up a front row seat in my kitchen where everything is easy to make and everything is home cooked. So what goes back to her childhood, Kobe rolling up his dad's tube stocks. For Trisha Yearwood, who was sitting and eating those recipes that her grandparents and great-grandparents brought to the family. She's paying attention to that because she's a storyteller. Kelly Clarkson is in my kitchen today. You know her as the original American Idol. She's won Grammys. She's sold millions of records worldwide. But she's also the sweetest, funniest, most down-to-earth woman I've ever met. Now, Kelly's on tour, so she's got a day off in between gigs, and she's going to spend it with me. So I'm going to whip up my mouth-watering corn salsa for her to dig into the minute she gets off the bus. Then we'll be cooking up an easy yet impressive stuffed pork chop and my sweet and crunchy garden salad. To finish, I'm sending Kelly off with chocolate pretzel peanut butter squares. And of course, I'm going to ask her to sing. I mean, you can't have Kelly Clarkson in your house and not ask her to sing, right? So storytelling, you tell the story of your own life or you're good at telling the story of someone else's life. So she knows the life that Kelly Clarkson lives. Kelly Clarkson doesn't even appreciate it. But she has different eyes because she's a storyteller, Trisha Yearwood. Pay attention when she apologizes. I use this part of the onion because it's green. I use this part of the jalapeno because this one has a flavor. This She is so in touch with what looks good because she understands how to tell a story. It's really hard to get your vegetables when you're traveling, and this is a really great, easy corn salsa to make that gets all kinds of vegetables in there. I've got two cans of corn. One is white corn and yellow corn, just because it's pretty. And I've just chopped and de-seeded a couple of jalapeno peppers to put in there for a little bit of heat. I'm gonna add to it a can of sliced black olives and a can of sliced green chilies. The green chilies don't really have any heat, which is why I added the jalapenos. There you go. So I'm just gonna slice up a couple of tomatoes, and if you can get fresh tomatoes in season, that's the way to go. Why would you use the can of chilies if they don't have any heat? Because she wants the color. You want the heat? I'll put in the jalapenos on top of it. Let me tell you something. In Manhattan Beach, my mouth is watering already, There's a place that's been there forever. 1983, I came to Los Angeles as an intern in Cedars, and I discovered the local yoke in Manhattan Beach. And they have something on the menu that no other restaurant I've ever seen in the world has because it's a recipe that Don came up with. May he rest in peace. One of the greatest guys ever who started the local yoke. It's called jalapeno hash. 
And before he passed away, he gave me the secret recipe. I have it. Nobody else has. I have that recipe. He gave it to me. And I don't want to give it away because I won't out of respect to him. But in the recipe, and when I got it from him, he told me, just like Kelly, just like Trisha Yearwood, you use the green chilies for the color, but you have to put secretly in the other, the jalapeno, because they fade away when you cook it, but it gives you the heat. So you want it to look like this chilies, so you use those green chilies because they stay around, but they're just for appearance. The reason that jalapeno hash at the local yolk tastes so good is because of the invisible heat that comes from the jalapeno that's in it. You have that with a couple of eggs. Oh, my God, you feel like you died and went to heaven. It's one of the greatest things you can have here in Los Angeles. And it's not even the food for today's topic, although it could be now that I think about it. But I did want to talk about biscuits. But jalapeno hash at the local yolk in Manhattan Beach, don't miss it. They really do have the best flavor. And I'll just get this prepped before she gets here because I, I know when I get up on the road, I'm hungry immediately. So this will give her something to snack on while we're making other things. Oh, and then I'm just going to put some scallions in, just the green tips. You can use the whole onion if you want, but I like the green color as well. So I'm just going to go about right there. Now I'm going to add a third of a cup of olive oil. And I'm going to add three tablespoons of white vinegar. One, two, three. Very precise. And it's about a quarter teaspoon of salt. The nice thing about the jalapenos in this is that they're fresh. And fresh are always better. You can use canned pickled jalapenos, but they have a lot more sodium. That way you just add a little bit of salt and it's all fresh and good. I'm going to give it a stir. And it's really pretty. And I know, you know, maybe that sounds like a girly thing to say. But, you know, it's nice when your food is also good, tasty, and looks nice. I'm just going to give this a toss. And then I'm going to put some plastic wrap over this. And I'm going to stick it in the fridge and let it chill for about an hour. I want to eat it right now. But I'm going to wait for her. Because that's the kind of friend I am. That's the kind of friend you are. Because you can not only storytell your own life, you can also storytell someone else's life. And your attention to detail, Trisha Yearwood, is just like Kobe Bryant telling his story with Glenn Keane because he wanted it hand-drawn. Awesome. And at 8.15, we're going to learn about storytelling. From Quinn Cook or his mom, or Lauren Gillian, whoever answers the phone. What a topic, huh? Coming up next, I want to get into some Clapper vision. I want to talk about Bryce Harper. He came all the way from Philadelphia to have his elbow operated on here. A Tommy John surgery. I want you to understand what that is. And I also want to tell you, if you tore your meniscus, you certainly can call in here if you've got knee pain, shoulder pain, back pain, whatever. But you better not let them operate on your meniscus for this reason. And I'll explain. Coming up next, right here, the number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. Check this out. Weekend Warrior is on the air. From the epicenter of sports in the Southland. ESPN LA 710. Dr. Robert Clapper, board-certified orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai Health Associates. I listen to you on the radio. You oh, that or not? Thank Absolutely, yeah. Thank you. Have you learned anything from Clapper Vision? Well, you know, when you talk about uh, art, you talk about music, you, you. you run the gamut. I, I listen, man. You'd be surprised who's listening, man. Because I appreciate it. <laughs> 
Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. That's Kelly Clarkson. Good job, Rebecca. I love that Marcus Allen interview, but it reminds me, we've got to find this in the archives as well. My good friend Bob Iger, who now has come back to Walt Disney to be the CEO. It's just hilarious to have this soundbite. So Mason in Ireland had a producer for many years named Dave Singer, who's now at the NFL Network. And they send Dave Singer during the ESPYs here in Los Angeles uh, at the Nokia Theater. I don't know what it's called now, but that's where the ESPYs were. And Mason Arrow would always send this poor Dave Singer out to do crazy things. Dave, go out and, and, you know, interview people on the red carpet. Oh, my God. Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney. He's walking down the red carpet. Scott McCarthy loves telling this story. So Dave uh, Singer with his microphone goes up to Bob Iger, who's the head of the whole enchilada of ESPN, ABC. Hi, uh, uh, Mr. Iger, Dave Singer says. Uh, I'm from I'm from 710 ESPN. And Bob Iger goes, oh, is that the station that Dr. Clapper is on with the Weekend Warrior show? <laughs> Dave Singer goes, yes, that's where Dr. Clapper is because <laughs> he doesn't know. Anybody else on this station? Oh, God. And God bless you, Bob Iger. Welcome back. We need you running the company again. Good man. He's a great guy. From Oceanside, New York. I'm from Far Rockaway. Not that far away. Good guy. He'll bring this ESPN and ABC back to Disney where the success that he's always had. Awesome guy. Oh, my God. All right. I lost my train of thought. Let's talk about Bryce Harper. Do some clap revision. Um, I want you to take your arm now, palms up. Look at your palm. Look at your forearm. The thumb side of your elbow is called the lateral side. That's where tennis elbow is and all kinds of things that can happen where the radial head is. But the little finger side of your elbow with palms up the ulnar side, this is where when you throw a curveball, you strain and stretch that ligament, the ulnar collateral, collateral ligament, the UCL. Now, in football, we're dealing with the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills right now, who um, Josh Allen, who tore his ulnar collateral ligament. Probably, obviously, a partial tear because he still was able to beat the Detroit Lions the other night. But Steve Blake, when he played for the Lakers in basketball, tore his ulnar collateral ligament. Um, but it's very common as an injury in baseball pitchers. Well, in baseball, he ain't a pitcher. He's probably the best hitter right now. And that is Bryce Harper. Well, he tore his ulnar collateral ligament. And he's having the famous Tommy John surgery. What exactly did Dr. Job do? It's fascinating because your elbow is not only a hinge, right? You, you flex up and down, you straighten and you bend your elbow. But you also can go palms up and palms down. There's rotation, which comes from the other side of the elbow, the thumb side. But if you go through the skin, which is what I do as a surgeon, and you look at the ulnar side, the little finger side of the elbow, what connects the arm bone, the humerus bone, and the ulna 
In this area, we call it something different. We call it the olecranon. What connects it is these ligaments on the thumb side and little finger side. You really don't need strong ligaments way in the front because you have a powerful muscle there called the brachialis. It's thick. That tendon is thick. And then when it contracts is what allows you to flex your elbow. And if you feel the back of your elbow, you extend or straighten your elbow. You really don't need thick ligaments there because you have this big, powerful muscle and tendon called the triceps. Two-headed monster. Tri means three. Biceps mean two. So three-headed monster extends your elbow. The two-headed monster, the biceps and the brachialis, they flex it. But the brachialis, that deep muscle, those thick guys mean you don't need a ligament to contain and keep the joint stable in the front and back. But on the sides, you do. And the elegance of the ligaments on the side is that you have three little bands. So the ligament is just not one, one band of tissue that's thick, that's stabilized, but you actually have three. Anterior, posterior, and then you have a transverse one. And it literally looks like a triangle. It's got a three, it's a three-sided ligament. Well, how are you going to reproduce that? Dr. Job, who invented the Tommy John surgery that Bryce Harper just had, drilled literally a hole in the end of the arm bone, the epicondyle, the medial epicondyle, and then he drilled a hole and in the olecranon, the forearm bone, way at the elbow, the top of the ulna. And just like you lace up your shoelaces so to keep your foot from falling out of your sneaker, we use a tendon, either a graft or from the palm, the palmaris longus, like a shoelace. And feed it through those drill holes in the bone and tighten it, just like you're tying your shoes. Crisscross to give that ability to stabilize the joint. It's like you got a busted shoelace. Well, now we're going to drill holes and make a new shoelace for the owner side of your elbow joint. And there's a clapper vision for you, which is why it takes so long. It needs to heal, get your range of motion back, get your strength back. So those pitchers, those players take a good year, year and a half before they're really back. So there's a clap revision for you. All right, coming up next, we'll open the top of the hour. I may take a call because Mitch has been on the line forever. I think I may start the show at 8 o'clock with a call from New Jersey. You think I got a New York accent? Wait till you hear this guy talk. We'll get into it. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710-ESPN. 